Hello and welcome to the Fence End Podcast. I'm here with some uh, some regulars, and as I said last time, uh, we found a new way to record these, so they should become more regular. Um, but who do we have with us? We got Paul. Hello, Paul. Hi, yeah. Uh, we got Fraser. Hi, Fraser. Hello. And we got Simon. Hello, Simon. Hello. Right. Okay. So obviously now I'm beaten in five, winning at home and drawing away. I can't remember that ever happening for five five games in a row. Uh, it seems a bit crazy. So starting off with Bristol Rovers, um, very strong first half uh, and then outplayed second half. But I think the important thing with that game in particular is once you've missed your chances, which we shouldn't have missed all the ones we had, uh, it's important that we don't concede and, and really regret missing them. Um, who was at that game? Yeah, I was. Yeah, I went to uh, Rovers and and to uh, to do a bit of a Fraser. I was at the game, Jerome, and I, I spoke to Jerome afterwards, and and sort of did the cliche game of two halves because it was we were we were bright and attacking and and forward thinking for the first half without really looking like a massive goal threat, but we we certainly were well on top, and then half time Rovers made a couple of changes. Brought on a couple of players who who attacked our fullbacks, and it they looked you know more threatening us. But again, without I mean, Eastwood made a, a one really good save, but other than that, they weren't massively on on top. So yeah, I, I think with Massinio dropping in to defensive midfield has really made a difference to to how we defend and how solid we look. Yeah, the other interesting thing is that defensively we've now conceded one goal in five games which is you know and that goal was a penalty that's one goal in 450 minutes of football I mean suddenly that's fantastic yeah and and well it's difficult to say because I mean home games wise you're looking at um, Shrewsbury and Plymouth and neither of them looked overly threatening but it's difficult to say when when you look at the table is that because of them or because of us but when you look at, at going to Southend, um, Bristol Rovers and Charlton, they're three very intimidating places to go. So to have conceded one penalty, which we'll, we'll come on to Charlton now, it was a stonewall penalty. Yeah, there's, um, no, there's no doubt. But that, other it? than that, relatively solid. Yeah, I, I think what's interesting is kind of going back to the start of the season and, and Carl Robinson, when he was having his little moments, was... One interview after one game, he was talking about, well, I've tried everything. I've changed the defence around every game. I've tried every permutation and it's not worked. And it seems since we've stuck with that, you know, the back four hasn't changed, I don't think, in about four or five games. Messinio, as the defensive midfielder, hasn't changed. And it's kind of like, actually, that's what you should have done. Not not just keep changing it around until it works, but, sit, you know, right, work on a formation, work with the same players and give them chance to settle in. Yeah. Uh, which obviously, when it it came to the Charlton game, we were without Gavin White. Uh, no, no, we weren't for the Charlton game. We were for the Rovers game, and it all sort of kicked off there, um, which was really sort of uh, interesting to see it it play out, I suppose. Um, but straight back in the team, and and what a goal that was! Oh yeah, absolute cracker. Yeah. Um, and and I think when you when you look at him as a player, he is exciting. He's one of those players that when he gets the ball, he is. He, you think something might happen now. Yeah, and we've, and... we've actually got that with Holmes and and Mackie chasing things down, which is quite exciting. I think one thing that helps with Messinio is um, 
he's got options to pass to, whereas last season he didn't necessarily have them, so he felt he had to stand on the ball and do a trick and before he hoofed it clear. Now he's got Brannigan who wants the ball, he's got Henry who wants the ball. He did have Baptiste, of course, we've he's out for Three or, three or four, or four months. months now, but um, I suppose that links into Gavin White, Ricky Holmes. How Jamie Mackey and Ricky Holmes have so much energy at their age, because like they're my age and I don't have that, <laughs> that much energy. Yeah, but I mean there there is also the point, isn't there? That <clears throat> as good as Jamie Mackey's been lately, I'm not sure that he's going to be fit for ninety minutes every week. Um, and losing John Abika presents a, a little bit of a an issue, doesn't it? But well, yeah, think, le- yeah, which leads us very nicely. <laughs> <laughs> Seamless. We, we know, right, so I've, I've done this podcast for what, um, this is the third season, is it? Promotion 15-16. We did 16-17, um, 17-18. And so this is our fourth season. Wow, that's, that's yeah. flown by. Anyway, I've gone that time and I've had to put money in the jar once. And I think it was from mentioning the S-bomb from down the uh, A420. But... I read something on Twitter the other day, and then it got confirmed by the club. Niall fucking Ranger. <laughs> um, <clears throat> I wasn't happy, and and I'm still very much torn about it. But but Paul pointed out a, a podcast that's available to um, to listen to, um, which is is it Geordie Lad? Is that the name of him? Um, scary bloke. If he were to fight Appleton, it would be a close battle. Oh, I'd pay um, for that. Yeah. <laughs> um, and it's actually a really good, uh, really good listen. And if you watch it, if you dedicate, it is two hours long, but if you dedicate those two hours to watch it, I think most people will leave going, maybe he does deserve a second chance. And I, I really didn't think that I would think that. I, I, I thought the guy was a waste of space. I still do a bit. Um, is it a second it's... chance? That's the thing. It's like, it's <laughs> well, it's not. It's no. not. But it, it's really good to watch this this interview and have someone say to him, oh, "I'll tell you what the problem is. There, it's because you're an idiot." And he just takes it and and responds sort of the right way and and acknowledges that at twenty seven, if he he wants to um, he wants to have a career, so he wants to put it right. It's his last chance to do that because no one will want him if he's any older anyway with with his sort of past and and a lot of people don't as things are um but also he sort of says that he wants to to show that people can change and and do it for the community type thing, so I know it's a very um sort of poster boy <laughs> response but if he could do that, no matter where it is, whether it's at oxford or or anywhere else. That's a good thing, isn't it? If someone is able to mess up like 10 times and then on the 11th time actually put it right and, and go legit. Yeah, I mean, he's, I mean, obviously the guy... Well, I don't know this guy. I don't really recall ever seeing him play, but obviously football managers seem to think he's a good footballer. Um, the fact that he's even getting a chance with all the baggage he comes with must mean that there's something there. Uh, his goal-scoring record isn't isn't amazing um but they clearly think that there's something about him um i don't know though it's i'd be interested to see what he said when south end signed him did he have all this then as well that this is it now this is my last chance i'm going to i'm really going to change this time because uh, i don't i don't know but his his issue at south end was he was turning up late to training which isn't good at all mm. 
but that's you know it's not GBH and some of the other stuff that he's uh, yeah, been done I guess for. It, I guess it's not, but I guess um, if he was turning up tra- late to training, you've got to factor in with that that he was probably on a tight leash anyway because they, they must have said, you of all people need to stick by the rules because you're on our terms and blah, blah, blah. And that's another thing. I think, you know, I don't know where this is going to go. Carl Robinson seems to think it's not that close yet anyway. But if... We do and everything he says is true. Well, exactly, yeah, it's gospel. <laughs> but but he, if we he do in a, an under twenty three game today, um, yeah, Nora against Peterborough, um, I assume it was, it, it was mentioned in the Peterborough Twitter feed. Um, the Oxford Club website had it and had him down as a trialist, but he, he so he was certainly you know on the field today for Oxford. Yeah, they said on on Saturday on the radio they said he'd play twenty minutes today. Um, so I one played half that's... an hour, and another trialist played thirty-five. Right, I, so I mean, and it was another lie. <laughs> Surely, <laughs> if if we are going to offer him a deal, it's got to be massively on our terms and in our favour. You'd think that, yeah. that it, it's a deal that we can end at any time, no expense to us if we want to end it. Um, should he, you know, break whatever rules they put in place, you know, you'd like to think we'd be quite. You know, I'm sure we will be quite quite clever on that one. Yeah, I think one of the things that he says in this podcast is when he was so one of his chances he was being paid on a on an every minute you play, so it's a really low basic salary, but for every minute he played, he got a certain amount of money. I've forgotten which club that was for, maybe Blackpool. Blackpool. Um, he, but he said, "Well, I'm pulling out of challenges because if I get injured, I don't get paid." So that's it, like. That's fairly logically not not the way to go for it, but I think absolutely it is his last chance, and it, it does need to be a if we want to get rid of you, if you break any one of these rules at all, you're gone type thing. Uh, and then I think you probably stick him with someone like Moose, who's who's he, you get the impression he's intelligent, he's always there on time. You know, if he's if he's picking him up every day and taking him to training, proper babysitting stuff, then he'll be there and if if moose doesn't feel that he's pulling his weight i'm sure he'd make it um yeah. known it's a difficult situation to sort of judge without knowing him you know well enough to know if he really has turned a corner it's 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 it, you know do do we want to be part of a bit of a circus around him being at our club it, are we potentially at risk of upsetting what seems to be a, a good dressing room? They seem to be together. You know, we we had a really tough start to the season in terms of results, but the players all seem to be together in that. You know, and you just wonder whether he, he, is he worth the you know risk and reward? Is he worth the risk of bringing bringing in and upsetting that when he's not played since January? You know, last season. How long will it take him to get up to match fitness? By which time we're nearly at probably at the January transfer window, you know, and it's it's difficult. Uh, yeah, I'm all I'm you know I'm all for giving people second or third or whatever chances, but he kind of yeah. Do we want to do we do we want to be the ones that give him that chance? It's 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 really difficult, you know. Uh, well, yeah, and it's it's a really different situation to anything we've seen in probably the last seven or eight years at least because we've been quite a a sort of clean side in terms of we haven't been doing much of the time wasting or gamesmanship or anything like that but right now in the side we've got Jamie Mackey who does it all the time 
um, Ricky Holmes, who who does it all the time, Tony McMahon, he is the most professional footballer I think I've seen in a yellow shirt. Just everything he does. He did a thing on Saturday where the ball was coming towards him and he shaped to chest it and then just turned at the last minute so it went out for a throw, which brought us, what, five seconds, six seconds? But he did it just to just to wind down the clock a bit. Um, and and we're not that, that sort of clean side that... <sighs> It's something that I've I've been tearing my hair out about. Not not sure which side of the fence I want to be on. We've seen clubs do it to us time and time again. Down in the conference, you know, everyone would come and part the bus, and you'd go, "Well, they're doing it. Why don't we?" But at the same time, I sort of was proud to be on this high horse because we don't do that stuff much. Obviously, it happens a bit when you've got um, was it Steve McLean? He did it quite a bit and. Um, but I think yeah, it's, how, how do we it, feel about that? Sort of, we've we've got a lot more gamesmanship in the season. I think it's finding a balance, isn't it? I mean, it's not it's not it's not a black and white issue. I mean, you've got a what we saw, uh, you know, quite balanced under Michael Appleton's management was a lot of good football and a lot of sort of game management as well. In in ter- you know, with Danny Hilton, Chris Maguire, these sort of players who can play football but can also play football <laughs> you know um they they seem to i guess it's just finding the balance between the two you don't want to be a stevenage where you have a drinks break every five minutes because those teams always get found out in the end you know but i guess you also don't want to be what we have been a lot of the time which is far too sort of nice and and not really aggressive enough it's just finding a balance really isn't it yeah it, it's making it not the game plan I, you know, like you say, Stevenage's game plan was all around game management and just being, you know, I shan't say it because I haven't got a coin to put in a pot, but you know, absolute whatevers. Whereas if you're not, if if you're trying to play and trying to do things the right way, but if if you know the opportunity arises or you know you're in a tight spot, then then do that sort of gamesmanship bit. I I guess you don't have I don't have a massive problem with that as long as it doesn't become the game plan right lads we're going to go out and we're going to do this all game long just to waste time just to get players booked whatever it might be if it presents itself fine but not you know not as a game plan which is kind of exactly how Saturday went so we'll talk about the other stuff that came with 125th because it was actually a brilliant day all round but in terms of the actual game uh, 14 minutes of good football from Oxford the rest of the first half I thought was was a well-managed game it was choppy. We didn't let anything happen either way, really. Um, and then beginning of the second half, it it was kind of more of the same until we got the opportunity for the third. We took that and, and saw out the game. And it was very much, look, let's get to the point where the game is ours and let's make sure they don't have the chance to make it any anything else. Yeah, I think it's the first time I've seen us and we've not got out of first gear. And yeah. It, we really just did what we had to and nothing more, really. Um, yeah, Shrewsbury weren't the best side on the day, but you can only beat what's in front of you. And, I mean, we've played a lot better and lost this season. Um, and we took our chances, which helped. Yeah, <laughs> and actually something Robinson said after the game was true, which was um, <laughs> uh, which was that we didn't really have proper chances. The, the first one's a set piece. Obviously, you work on those, but, you know... 
they they don't always go in. The second one is a phenomenal header. There's no way you should be scoring a header from the edge of the box. He did a lot as of he's leaning backwards. Well. Yeah, um, and then the third one, right? I doubt any Shrewsbury fans are listening, but if you are, don't blast the ball at the ref and then blame the ref for being there. Yeah, he got in the way a few times. His positioning might not have been great, but did they honestly honestly not see him? And they powered the ball at him, and then actually. Mackey had to dive in to get the ball out to Brown anyway. It, you know, if the defender wanted to get to it, he could have. Um, so you can blame the ref all you like, but you were 2-0 down anyway. <laughs> and what's he meant to do when you power the ball at him? Yeah, it was just pathetic that <clears throat> the moaning at the ref about that is, well, as you say, they <laughs> you've just kicked the ball straight at him. So, um, yeah, and, and it was a, you know, a sort of cool finish by, by Brown as well. Um, for the for the third, but like you say, it was just it was an all round sort of. It was great to leave and leave watching a three 0 win. As I went, oh my god, <laughs> like we have it. Just it, I hadn't felt that sort of comfortable in such a long time, um, and and everything else that came with the day as well. Yeah, so obviously uh, we had the walk, didn't we, Simon? Uh, how did that go in terms of uh, money raised for the charities? Yeah, it went very... Actually, just going back to that 3-0, I knew it was going to be 3-0 because we've done three charity walks now. Every single time we've won 3-0. So uh, it's... Uh, Brilliant. It, I didn't put... I was going to put all the money we've raised so far on us to win 3-0, but I thought that's perhaps not good use of charity money. So <laughs> should have done. The <laughs> ref would have helped you out with now, it. Shouldn't I? <laughs> <laughs> but no, it went went really well. We're we're still in the process of of collecting all the monies in. Um, we've got a few things to auction as well. Cameron Brannigan gave us a shirt. Um, Land three. Steve Thompson gave us some signed uh, shorts. Um, uh, so he's the one with the spray painted on jeans. He's isn't the he? Danny Hilton. Yes. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. He's super Danny Hilton. Um, so we've <laughs> got some some bits and pieces to do. We, we're nearly at two thousand pounds on the just give just on the just giving site. So oh wow. You know we've we've we've, we've raised a, a good chunk of money already. Um, like I say the the um, the community trust in the process of counting all the all the coins that went in the buckets. So you know hopefully later this week we'll have a. A kind of a, a running total and then a couple of auction items as well so it'll be be a week or two before we get to a, an absolute final total but like yeah really good day really enjoyed you know meeting people at the brit and and kind of reminiscing and um and, and I've, I've just sort of yeah running out of things to say now so you can there was some big country contributions by a few people as well um money wise i saw that uh there was a faroz kassam who uh yeah was donated. that actually him yeah. 250 pounds yeah that was genuinely him um uh, which is a really nice thing i know i kind of one or two comments on social media about that donation but i'm more than happy to take anyone's money and and, and appreciate it as well it's it's about it's about a, you know raising money for for two really important charities and I kind of separate all that from everything else that's gone on around stadiums and, and his ownership and all of that that's completely relevant I know he's he's been really supportive of things Oxfox have done um, with the the sensory room um, so you know it, it's credit where it's due and and, and a you know, big thanks to him for, for doing that Um but not only him, you know, anyone who's given anything, even if it was, just, you know, some loose change in the bucket at, at the game, that every everybody that's put some money in has contributed to that total. So it's it's about everyone giving, um, however big or small. And we and we like I say we're 
we'll take anyone's money and we'll 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 keep taking it. If anybody listens to this and thinks, oh, I haven't given yet, please, you know, yellowarmy.com. <laughs> Make sure you do. Give some. <laughs> I think <clears throat> something else that was great on the day was uh, the effort by the ultras for the display. Yeah, yeah um, I was just going well, to mention that. Right? Yeah. It's always nice to see it and, and that that feeling. I, I I tear up each time I look over at that stand because I'm I'm South Stand, so I look look to my right and and there it is. And yeah, I tear up each time it happens. It, you're yeah. East Stand, aren't you, Fraser? Yeah, I was underneath the flag. Yeah, that you were the the really tall bit. <laughs> <laughs> you know where the ox's eye went up. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yes, it's great to see that sort of thing and. And the whole feel about it, I thought the the program was great. The Oxford Mail booklet was great. Um, the, I don't know if if you guys have iFollow or anyone listening have iFollow, but the the matches that were put on, the highlights that were put on uh, in the week um, of of some of the bigger games, it's just so exciting to watch and and quite funny when you look back and they every time Aldridge gets the ball in most things they go oh it's the Ian Rush of Division 2 he looks a bit like Ian Rush and you think well uh-huh. I know what the rest of his career was <laughs> it's really funny that you're saying that um, and and then you, you watch like um, you, you sort of think that football's changed a lot but they're going if he went down then he'd, he'd, I think he might have got a penalty and, and you see that as quite a modern phrase but they're saying it back in the in the 70s and 80s um, yeah, I thought that everything building up to the game was great. I think um, the only thing, just still on the 125 thing, the only thing uh, um, I'd say about the game on Saturday that was slightly disappointing was the, um, the gate. I, I sort of thought we'd have more than that. Um, I was slightly disappointed by it, I've got to say. I, I know there was a bumper crowd, but... I, it, I'm, I'm completely with you with that, Fraser. Yeah. And I, think it's, I think it's a shame that there are so many fans that only go when we're doing well. And that that's not a dig at the club at all. I think they did really no. good work to try and fill the place with the with the price. Um, it's just a. I just thought it was a shame that things like Man City sold out in minutes, and uh, <laughs> that one that one didn't really get close to it. But but there we go. It was I, a bit weird watching us play in orange. I will say. Yeah, that. I was just about to mention the kit. Um, it, I I actually quite liked it. It was odd to. It was. You yeah. know, every so often you're looking at the space and you're like, oh no, that's our player. It's funny. Yeah. <laughs> um, Obviously, there was there was a big old hoo ha about the kit, um, but the response from the club I thought was bang on. Very good statement. Yeah, and I thought it's it was a shame that well. they couldn't do the retro. Um, was it eight, 1986 and there was a Headington one as well that yeah. they wanted to do, but unfortunately they were let down. Uh, one thing that did come up on Saturday on the radio after the game was uh, the guy from Inter Milan. Um, it was a the the reason there's been such a lengthy delay is it looks like it was meant to be a representative of him um, coming on board, but it now actually will be him. So he has to get rid of his inter shares. Uh, he's done like that. that now. Oh, he's done that now. Oh, yeah, it's meant to be the twenty sixth, so it should be any day now. Um, with all of his stadium past, uh, stadia past. Um, does that does that excite you? It excites me that somebody's sold up shares in Inter Milan to get into Oxford United. Yeah, it's sort of, but at the same time, doesn't it scream out moron? <laughs> <laughs> to, to be making that sort of a, a jump. No, I, I mean, hopefully hopefully it's because he likes doing the, the stadium type stuff and he can't do it at Inter Milan. No. So hopefully he just wants to be part of this this change. 
it's a, it's got to be a positive. You know, you've got a, a billionaire with experience in football clubs, with experience of of building stadiums, stadia stadiums, mm, uh, for for football clubs. How can that be a bad thing? It it can't. It, it you know whatever we think about where whether we should stay, whether we should go, where a new stadium might be, and all of that. Whatever happens, his experience is going to be of of great use. And like you say, somebody coming from Inter Milan to us, you know, is has to be positive. I think, and and the and Zaki as well, you know, with his his sort of experience. I I met him on the walk. He seems a very level headed, calm, thoughtful guy. Um, you know, who I think looks like he'll probably be involved more on a day to day basis than Tiger has been, which again can only be a good thing. Yeah, with the greatest of respect to Lennigan and Daryl Eels, I, these people are in a different ballpark when it comes to dealing with Kassam. And Kassam has not had anybody in this sort of league to negotiate with. Well, yeah, that's that's the big thing. He's This, this guy's going to be um, experienced at it. Yeah, and, and the, the board members are as well. Uh, obviously... Um, Leicester were in a, a higher league than us when, when their chairman took over. Uh, but he bought the stadium, he invested a lot of money and uh, and was good friends with Tiger. So I, I feel that we should probably sort of pay our respects to, to him. Definitely. And, yeah, a nice guy in football. Nice guy in general. Yeah. Self-made millionaire, billionaire. Yeah. In... And, and, you know, what a season that was for them. Um Obviously, we were the better footballing side that year, but well, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was it was one of those <laughs> things that really sort of uh, it it puts football into perspective a little bit, I guess, doesn't it? Um, uh, yeah, it was a, weird a disaster like that. Yeah, it was weird. You know, having celebrated the hundred and twenty fifth birthday all day, and then you kind of find out, oh, Glenn Hoddle's had a heart attack. Oh my goodness, there's a helicopter crash. It kind of yeah, felt, yeah. Mm. Um, um, yeah, there's. It's it's a horrible cliche about you know it puts everything in perspective, but it it really does, doesn't you know? We're we're kind of complaining about the cost of a shirt last week and and possibly Nile Ranger joining us and all of that, and it it really doesn't matter. It, I, somebody mentioned somewhere it, it's a it's those things are just a blip, you know. It will move on, and everything will go back pretty much to normal in a couple of weeks' time. You know, but for for the Leicester fan, obviously, well, the you know, firstly, the the families of of those who've lost their lives, and the and the Leicester fans, and and everybody connected to the club, or or anything that he's been involved with. You know, he's he's done a lot with the the hospitals, and I think the universities, and lots of charities locally. For them, you know, that, that that's not a blip. That that will be with them now forever. It, it's a, you know, yeah. Absolutely. Uh, like even even when we played them in that friendly, he gave us his ticket sales, didn't he? And and stuff. So he just seemed like a genuinely nice guy that that wanted to do the best for everyone he met, you know, Leicester and, you know, and for football. Um yeah, it just seems like a really nice guy and and what a sad loss that was. Um, right, so look on to the next few games. Uh, let's ignore cup game. Well, we've got Forest Green. That's that'll be a, a fine game, I suppose. We, we we should win it, but are we are we taking it overly seriously? Do we think that competition? 
I think we ought to. You kind of want to keep a, a good run going, you know, regardless of whether it's a cup game or not. I think, you know, winning is a good habit to get into. Does that include the Wickham game, in your opinion? No. I'm not that bothered about it, but I, just just from a yeah, keeping that habit going, you know, why not? I, I you know, we'll have a change side, and it'll be good for for the players that aren't presently in the first team or the first team squad to get get a run out and get a win and and boost their confidence and give give Carl Robinson something to think about with with them coming into the side. You want everyone playing well and 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 being positive. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think Mackie's booking away from a ban, isn't he? So I suspect against Gunthorpe, he'll he'll pick up a stupid booking so that he's missing for the Forest Green game instead. Well, yeah, of Yeah, you game. desperately wanted him to come off. With yeah, like yeah. Twenty minutes with or about, so to go. Cause... When when the game was secure, just go and take him off, and then he can at least start against Gunthorpe. Um, and and yeah, hopefully that will give the... Smith a couple of couple of runouts if he's in the checker trade, and then the. Uh, and then the cup against Forest Green. If he got put in the, if he didn't no one get knows, <laughs> no one knows, and they'll make that decision if it happens. So uh, looking solely at league games, we've got Scunthorpe, Gillingham, and Bradford. Uh, well, Scunthorpe are on a dire run, aren't they? They've I'm, lost I'm going to be brave, and I'm going to go nine points. Whoa! I haven't even asked the question. <laughs> Straight in. <laughs> what do you reckon, Simon? I I think that we'll we'll carry on with the win at home draw away um so you know although I mean, i'm going to go back on that i'm just going to contradict myself like who was it yeah uh yeah no I, yeah nine points why not we you know bradford are, are down there scunthorpe are down there they're teams we should now be beating um so yeah why not nine Okay, and and Fraser, are you feeling as as? Confident? I'm I'm also going to try and be confident and say nine. Um, I think it's the first. If ever, if ever we, <laughs> if ever we wanted an opportunity to keep a good run going and get ourselves out of the bottom four, the a much better one is not going to come along. Um, well, how than... did we not get out of the bottom four? On well, yeah, that's true enough. Oh, yeah. I couldn't believe it looking at the table. No, it, you know, it, it doesn't it... matter because we are on a good run. We're but... going up a game at a time. Yeah, well, yeah. no, we're not. We went up a. We went up. A place oh, it's another. Time. Yeah, just a place. Right. Yeah, okay. So we're going to go up a place each time. We're going to be top of the table for win nineteen <laughs> games. Yeah. Okay. Right. <laughs> Uh, I'm going to... Uh, do you know what? I feel bad saying seven points. So I'll say nine just to make everyone happy. But Matt's still gone four points. We know that wherever yeah, he is. Japan. Yeah, yeah somewhere. He's somewhere talking about four How many points. goals will Niall Rangers score? <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Um, yeah, it, it is an interesting one with the, the change in form. I, I think the most important thing is, if we can keep it up, we can get... Um, nine points the the most important thing is the next time we lose isn't it the game following the next loss is the the biggest game of the season almost a loss is going to happen isn't it but we it, like you say it's just how how we respond to it and we we certainly seem like a much better team than the one that started the season um and uh yeah i mean it's like you say i think the next three games are going to be really interesting if we can keep if we can keep this going um we can sort of get ourselves a little bit out of the uh, the sort of not great position that we're in in the league table. I think one thing that helps with our form at the moment is the bench. Apart from Bristol, Charlton, you could bring on Gavin White. 
Um, last match we bought on, um, yeah, Marcus Brown. Yeah, it's it's good to have those people coming off of the bench. You know, it really does make a difference. Yeah, I think I think we've seen that with just a fitter a fitter team in the last few games anyway, um, and it it's difficult because I know we've talked about Robinson's interview technique a few times, but. These, this is what he was saying <laughs> that mm. you know we we're we're thin on the ground, but we still are up top, and we we need to bear and that. And we in still mind. have injuries. I mean, they do happen. Mm. You know. Well, yeah, yeah. We big, we had a pretty much fit squad against um, Hall, Plymouth, and then yeah, we've had several injuries since then. So so fingers crossed. You know, players can come back, and and Carruthers, we still haven't seen him at full fitness. Uh, why when? the furthest I think we've seen him he was still playing yeah sort of a similar standard into the 80th 80th minute yeah definitely Oxford are on on sort of unsung at the minute and hopefully that form will continue um so yeah that's probably about all we have time for today but we'll be back soon with another podcast. And we're all feeling positive, aren't we? Yeah. Hey. Yeah. We are. Uh, yes. Right, so thanks very much for listening <laughs> and goodbye. Bye. 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 Bye.